Welcome to the Foreign Lady Podcast. Here's your host, Elizabeth. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Foreign Lady Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth. And the bottom line. And we are back with another episode for you today. So on today's show, we are talking about Batman and Catwoman. So there's a controversy going on with the Harley Quinn cartoon that's on HBO Max. And there was a specific act that Batwoman was Batman was supposed to do on Catwoman. <laughs> We're going to get a little sexual here. So if there are kids in a room, get them out. Um, but we're going to discuss why DC decided to put the kibosh on it. Also, we are talking about Anthony Mackie and his statements on um, why some fans feel like Sam and Bucky's relationship needs to be more than it is. So we're going to talk about what he thinks about it and uh, why he feels like, you know, there's certain relationships that just need to stay in a certain lane. Uh, plus, we're going to be talking about Victoria's Secret and their new sort of ambassadorship they're trying to rebrand the 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 brand i guess and try to make it more inclusive because we know they have been very problematic in the past so all of this uh we're going to discuss on today's episode and uh this is our first video vlog episode podcast right we're so excited to see what we both look like So we're excited. Um, bear with us if we have technical difficulties throughout this whole thing. I'm not very tech savvy, but we're figuring it out. So no, she's she's doing good. Don't let her fool you. Oh, thank you, thank you. So um, let's get started. Okay. Okay. Again, if there are kids in the in the room, please take them out because our first topic is going to get kind of kind of X-rated. So there was a specific scene that was supposed to happen um, on the Harley Quinn show that's on HBO Max. I actually started watching it because of this controversy and actually it's pretty good. So in the show, in the cartoon, um, they wanted Batman to perform uh, fellatio on Catwoman. And uh, if you don't know what fellatio means, I don't know what to tell you. Go Google it. Um, (laughs) That that's the most, I guess, non X rated way I can say it. And then they put the kibosh on it because uh, DC Comics said that um, heroes don't do acts like that. So a lot of people are saying it could be because of Catwoman's skin color that I don't want a white man doing that on a on a white woman or in a black woman um, cartoon or not. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> because you well, were well, let me say the, the word you used. I was scared to say. I I didn't even put it in my notes. Look, that that's how that's how that's how much of a good boy I am. We're all adults here, okay? Right, we're all adults <laughs> here. So, what do you think of this? Well, um, the the thing to me is that the show is already raunchy. Like, if you just catch one episode, a lot of stuff is going to happen. It gets right. violent. It's a violent um, it, I think yeah, it, like, not to cut you up, literally the first, like, two minutes of the show, a minute of the show, it's very violent. Right. And so I'm like, you know, they're, they're already crossing lines that you didn't see in the standard comic book world. Right. So 
I don't see why they would draw the line here. I guess I could see it because it's like one thing if it's violent, but then there's another thing if you start crossing into like the sexual lane. It depends on how they're doing it. If they're giving us a play-by-play of everything, we get to see everything, then you've done too much. But if the dialogue and, you know, they kind of jump to the next scene kind of thing, and you you understand what happened, but they clearly left it to the imagination, then you've, you've executed that scene in a tasteful way that adults can understand, but children who might catch it will not. So they, they could have done it that way. No, I, I agree with you. I agree. I mean, there's been not just cartoons, but there's been shows that are that have done that, you know, and they've sort of done it in a more tasteful manner. Like you don't have to be too graphic with it. They they definitely can. Believe me, they they have dozens of ways where they can introduce that scene right. where only adults really understand and children don't. And again, you could do it in a tasteful way, but the message, the idea that Batman did it is the problem, you know? Right. So my thing is that, I mean, obviously they don't have a problem with, you know, woman giving a man a blowjob, right? That seems to be the norm. But why is it that when it's time for the man to pleasure the woman, all of a sudden it's seen as like a submissive act on the guy's part. And it's like, well, superheroes don't do that. Why not? It's, it's kind of a very weak excuse. It that, is. <laughs> it is uh, an excuse. That's a really weak excuse. They've been pushing the boundaries on that show. And, and most shows, even today, where you know you have more women taking the lead, right? So I, I just don't know why they would draw the line here. And, you know, it, it does kind of have me thinking, did Catwoman's race play a role? Because in this show, she is uh, portrayed by a black character. Right. So you, it's the only logical thing that, that, you could, that actually stands out at this point as a reason. Correct. I hate to go there and think that it's a race issue because even people pointed out that, and I actually saw this in the, in the video you sent me, where in the first season, uh, Catwoman was a lot darker than she is in the second season. Right. And that was, you know, it wasn't talked about as it should have been. Right. But people noticed it, but no one said anything. But like at least in that trailer for season two, you clearly see that she's a a few shades darker. Then by the end of that trailer or the first episode, her skin tone is completely different. What's going on? But it lets you know that the creators are aware. You know, the last few years we've seen Black Lives Matter. So these little things, which weren't actually little, they're actually big things, but they're, they're things that you can no longer pretend not to understand or, right. or pretend to ignore. So I'm pretty sure that the creators, the people behind the scenes, they're like, um, this might look a certain way. If we have Batman do this act on Catwoman, who's now a a black woman, and it was never suggested before when she was white. And I feel like that's something that would have came up in conversation. I don't think these people are 
so unaware, so dense that somebody didn't say, hey, how is this going to look? You know, it is a show that crosses the boundaries, but what are we saying here? What's the message that we're giving here? Yeah, I, I don't know why they decided to go with her skin darker, obviously, I mean, lighter. Obviously, that I, I did. I think that people weren't going to notice like I didn't I didn't I don't know. Um, another thing could be that they just didn't you know, they didn't want to see that dichotomy on TV. They didn't want to the, make the the white man seem submissive to the black woman. I, I don't know. I, I, I really, I'm probably grasping at straws here, but it, it, just it could be like, it could just be, they just don't want Batman doing that. You know, they it, don't it, want any other it could be. That. that. That definitely could be the case. Um, grasping at straws and we're overthinking it. I'm, I'm willing to, to see it on that in that way. We're overthinking it. But to me, the, Another thing that I, I wonder about is, you know, the show is female centric, right? It is designed around Holly, Harley Quinn and her other, you know, female friends. So, you know, having the men be a little bit more submissive or being the supporting characters, that is the nature of the show. Right. So that's why, again, Batman doing that, I'm like, well, it's, it's kind of her show. My, my other issue is, is that why would they have Catwoman do it and not Harley Quinn or, or, or the act be done to her since she's the lead of the show? You would assume that she's the one who should be engaging in those acts. And she's, I guess, supposed to represent sort of a, a strong woman who can, you know, this is the kind of stuff that strong women do. That, that is what the show feels like. So, again, why did they skip? the lead actor, the lead actress of the show and pass this or suggest this for another character on the show. And, you know, it kind of just makes me wonder who are they trying to protect or who are they trying to make sure is not seen in that light, you know, because we want to make sure that at the end, you know, Harley Quinn, you know, no matter what happens, she's seen as a strong woman, as a strong character. And, we may not want her engaging in certain acts, but we'll pass it on to Catwoman. And I right. think, again, I think somebody said, we, we just made her black. Now, what kind of backlash can we get from this now? And that is a possibility. In the, in the world we are in today, that is a very possible backlash. When one person sees it, it means that other people are seeing it too. Right. And it's only a matter of time before you know, people react and they're like, man, people like this show. Let's not get it canceled. You know, let's not do something that's going to get it canceled. Right. You know, people want to make their money, keep their jobs. And that's what happens in in 2021. People just lose their jobs off of the smallest thing. Right. Going back to what you said about, um, you know, why not, you know, have it done to Harley Quinn. So, do you mean like by another because batman and harley quinn can't be doing the nasty like it just it just won't work because they're not they're not written that way um it's just you know she's not really associated with him in a romantic way so they sort of make that that's a big shift um so i guess it would sort of make sense for bat 
for Batman and Catwoman because you know they have a history. Well, I was thinking Joker. I was thinking Joker and Harley okay. Quinn. You know, like okay, you know, I don't really see the Joker doing that. Why not? Just because of the way their relationship is. I mean, the I, dude like uh, they're clearly in, in a, a very abusive relationship and not healthy. And the whole point of the show is her getting away from him and and finding her own independence. So, but she also makes the mistake of going back to him too. You know, that's that's kind of what they what they talk about. You know, like how because I feel like the show is also talking about some of the things that women uh, do, the mistakes, the achievements. Sometimes they'll go back to to that guy they're trying to leave. And to me, that would that would fit perfectly for you know. At, at any point, it would just fit perfectly that she can never really get over him as much as he tries to move on. Right. At least that's what I saw in the cartoon or, or any sort of, you know, characterization of her that she can never really move on from the Joker. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just wouldn't make, it wouldn't make sense because I just don't see the Joker. He, I don't know. I just don't see him like pleasuring Harley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for the most part, I think that if they were to really do a scene with her and Joker doing this, you know, a Joker and Harley Quinn, I think there'd be a backlash from the female audience because they're because they're like, you know, why is she going back to him? Isn't she, you know, in love with Poison Ivy? What's going on? Right, right. So I feel like, you know, I, I just don't feel like this suggestion just was Batman and Catwoman. Oh, just them. And that's the only couple we were suggesting it for. I think they, they thought about, Hey, how about this person, this person? Right. And they went through a checklist and said, here are the pros and cons. Why we can't do it with this person, but we can do it with that person. I don't see them doing it with, uh, with Ivy and, and Quinn either with Harley. I don't see that either because I don't think people are ready for, for that kind of relationship. I, I feel like the show is, is definitely centering around that. I feel, I feel like the, I mean, they're ready for it. The, the audience that's they're targeting is ready for this. They want this. It's just that it's kind of like Ross and Rachel. You want them to get together, right? You know they're going to be together, but I don't mean like a lesbian relationship. That's not what I mean. I just meant like a lesbian relationship with one person performing fellatio and another. That's what I, I, I don't, mean. I don't, I don't think this is for this show. Here's what I think the problem is: is that, and this is why I compare it to Ross and Rachel, is that when the couple you want on the TV show gets together. Nobody right. wants to watch anymore. The only reason you're there, right, is right. to see if they'll get together. And right. the longevity of a show is like, how long can you tease this, you know, to keep your audience, you know, guessing? When will it happen? But usually shows, they start to go downhill once that couple or, or two people you want to get together, when they actually do, people lose interest because you gave them what they wanted now. Right. So... Harley and Poison Ivy, if one of them does it, then it's kind of just we're together and the show's over. You think so? So that would be it. I mean, it could just be a like a one night stand kind of thing. Or no, that's that's something that's too big. That's like you can't even take it back like, oh, I don't like you now. You can't even say that. <laughs> like, I think at the end of the last season, they kissed, right? 
Well, I, I haven't gotten that far. I'm just in the first okay. couple of uh, episodes of season one. I think I'm like episode five or something like that. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure at the end of the second season, they, they might have kissed. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the third season, they could come in and say, you know, oh, that was a mistake or that was a dream or something along those lines, you know, right. because it was just a tease. Teases are good. Right. But once you do something that's official, as far as like intimacy, there's no taking that back. Right. That's, I guess that's true. All right, let's move on. Unless you want to add something real quick before we do. No, no, I mean, that's it. I mean, I'm, the show was designed to, to be raunchy. So I think that they're just very careful about how raunchy they want to be without offending anyone. Hey, fellas, it's okay. Okay. It's okay to do that to your lady. It's okay. I, honestly, honestly, I don't think I don't think any men would have been upset. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't see who would have been upset. I just think they're just being careful. I don't think because like the show, again, it's it's for the female audience, but I'm sure a lot of men watch it. Mm-hmm. So I don't see what group would have really been offended. I just think they're like thinking prudently and saying, you know, we, we changed her race. And right now that might look a certain way that this was never done when Catwoman was white or it was never suggested. So I think they're just being careful. Okay. All right. Let's move on to um, Anthony Mackie. Uh, So he was on, I believe it was a, a podcast for variety and he talked about how some fans wanted the relationship between Sam and Bucky and uh, Captain America uh, and the Winter Soldier to be a little bit more than that. And um, he basically said, uh, let me read his statement here. Well, just a few of it. He said that, you know, why can't we have a sensitive masculine figure on TV uh, without it being, you know, seen or taken in a, a homosexual way or in a way that, you know, they have to be romantic. And he said that, you know, it is possible for two, you know, two men on screen to just have, you know, what they call quote unquote bromance and just really have a deep affection for each other and have each other's back without it being, well, they won't they. And, he, you know, not everything has to be I, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but not everything has to be LGBTQ. You know, you can just have, and he also says that it's exploitation of homosexuality, trying to make everything like that. So what do you, what do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is it possible for two men to have a relationship where it's just, hey, you know, we just have really deep love for each other, each other and that's it? Well, I'm really wondering, like, how serious this was you know like because people do what ifs all the time that's what fandoms do they 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 take two characters and say oh wouldn't it be great right if these two characters got together they do this all the time like um did you ever watch the show supernatural yeah um yes right so they would do that with the stars of the show even if they were brothers apparently they would they would write that kind of stuff with especially the supernatural one you know i guess they sort of hinted at castiel and dean in a way but i know well, the, the last episode they did they actually like uh said castiel like but died in that way but he professed his love for him in that way right. but you know like i was saying they they uh, apparently they went as far as putting 
Dean and Sam together, and they're, and they're brothers. That's like the kind of stuff they'll they'll write on these these oh, fandoms. That's weird. So, you know, like I don't know how how seriously I should take it if somebody was was writing a story about Sam and Bucky being together. Was it something just people were just writing online as just hey, what if we're just having fun with this? Where they just or were, or was there a group? really trying to push it like okay we we wanted the next season or next time we see these guys you know they have to be in love was somebody really pushing that or just people just kind of just playing around with ideas i think it's just you know what's something that the fandom wants and i guess in the in the i've seen the show i don't get that vibe from them i really do get the you know we're we're two guys who gone to war together who's done battle together um, I sort of see it as the the same uh, relationship that Steve had with with Sam, you know, kind of like that sort of meant sort of mentor in a way that with Steve and Sam, but with Bucky and and Sam, I feel like it's more of like a colleague type of thing, you know, like definitely, yeah. So I, I really didn't see the whole putting them together. I didn't I didn't sense that, but you know, I guess some fans think that it's a way to go and I just feel like there's a way to have two men on screen you know show that it's okay to have a bond it's okay to be you know to 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 be there for each other it's okay to have that sort of you know relationship without it being weird right I think it's you know society just makes it weird and it's like it doesn't have to be weird yeah, no, it, it should never be an issue for two men to be friends and they have a, a close bond. I think a lot of people, you know, they want to see their their life in those characters and they say, hey, but what if they what if they went this route? Right. You know, I would love to see that. But if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't make sense to the story, if it doesn't come in naturally or organically um then it's kind of going to fall apart you know we as the audience will notice when something doesn't really fit into the story yeah i just I, especially for that for that show it just doesn't fit and we just never got that even from the 10 years of you know the whole marvel universe we never got the hint that you know sam could be gay or Bucky could be gay or whatever like you know it just never it just I, I did I believe in the the first uh Captain America didn't Bucky have a girlfriend or something or I could I, I don't know it could be I mean from what I understand like Bucky is like hitting on Sam's sister oh. in the TV show right um and I think you know like it was it was hard to think about who they might be involved with since these were the side characters these were the these were the sidekicks right you know those those movies were meant to to be about captain america and his relationships and he was you know uh in love with peggy carter right so i really wasn't thinking about who sam needs to be with or who bucky needs to be with you know they were their job was to you know uh support and be the sidekicks to captain america as they saved the world so i i couldn't really um see anything else because at the end of the and at the end of the day, it was still a superhero movie to me more than more than anything else. Than anything else, right? Yeah, right. I think it's okay. I think I think we do need to see more men of color 
on TV being vulnerable and and you know interacting with other men without it being weird you know and, and showing some kind of uh, vulnerability and and having good storylines without it being you know the thug the drug dealer the this to that and it's like it's so it's okay like why do you have to place something else on it you know you, like you don't he could sam could just be sam you know you, you don't have to place all these labels on him you, you're right you know like i can't really um think of a show where they allow brotherhood to happen between black men and men of color like that right you know and it's not dysfunctional you right. know exactly. um exactly the last show i can remember where black men could be brothers was like the wayne's brothers <laughs> like from the <laughs> 90s i can't remember like you know maybe like will and carlton too but those are those are shows are so are from so long ago you know we really don't see that as often we'll definitely see a show where you know they'll have a brother being the smartest drug dealer in the world but you know as far as like having brotherhood bonds you know a a, a father or something like that is is rare you know and even if they do have a father you know it seems like they have him like making fun of him like that's why i stopped watching the show blackish because i would notice the father kind of you know always it felt like he was making fun of his son's interests and i'm like you know your son is not harming anyone because he likes lord of the rings or something right right yeah i think there's this stereotype on black men or you know men of color that they're not allowed to like alternative things right they're not allowed to like you know like you said lord of the rings or or play like uh what's that game I'm, I'm blanking right now but it's a really popular like nerdy game um or or you know comic books or you know other interests besides the you know the usual thing that black men are into like sports or whatever right like it's okay to have other interests and i feel like there's this label on black people that you have to like a certain thing or you have to be a certain thing and I know that that was, you know, placed on me, especially, you know, in school where I was a huge emo kid, right? Like I didn't listen to rap. I didn't listen to what I like. I was a fallout boy fan. And, you know, I like I watched weird shows and, you know, and people thought I was weird <laughs> or I wasn't black enough. And I'm like, don't be trying to question my blackness. I come from Africa, bitch. Like, are you <laughs> like, that's a bad word. Captain America wouldn't like that. Okay. But like don't come for me don't come for my blackness it's okay for other people to like different things yeah but you know like i would say like you know let's let's embrace the brotherhood because sometimes you know again we don't often see enough of that without it being dysfunctional i i want to see the brotherhood the other thing about it is like let's say they went that route mm -hmm. they got into a relationship sam and bucky that would just complicate things. Right. Like superheroes don't take their significant other when they're out <laughs> fighting, fighting crime. Because usually the storyline ends up is like, okay, because, you know, I care about you. I'm constantly like hovering you. Right. I don't want you to get hurt. I, it usually ends up complicating things. And then they become a liability. because and then, Yeah, they become a liability. So again, this is one of those things where 
it just wouldn't fit in the story that they have for these guys. They're just supposed to be like, like the way they introduced Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a buddy cop movie. Right. And that's what I was looking forward to. Like they, they introduced them like a buddy cop movie. This will, this is what we want to see. They have sort of a love hate relationship, but hijinks will ensue <laughs> laughter. And in the end, through sheer luck, they, they win, they beat the bad guy. Like okay. that's what you expect. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we move on? No, I do think that, you know, everybody should be represented but not all at once it is <laughs> not all at once if the story does not call for it to know yeah. it, it's okay okay all right let's move on to victoria's secret i don't know if this will revive the brand but i'm guessing they're trying so victoria's secret no no shock there um is trying to rebrand they were they have been covered in controversy the ceo of the uh, the l brand that you know victoria's secret falls under was linked to jeffrey epstein um he you know at some point was his financial advisor the um the chief marketing officer made some comments about plus size uh, models and trans models basically saying they have no space in in victoria's secret like they're not quote unquote considered a fantasy of of men um their victoria's secret annual fashion show has been riddled in controversy because you have models that are literally a size zero that have no cellulite <laughs> that have like no stretch marks no no body hairs like that is not what women look like that's not what the average woman look like you know there's they're cisgender thin white women and it's like women come in all shapes and sizes and that doesn't represent what the majority of women in not only the united states but in the world look like so now they're trying to revamp because they're you know there's been so many articles about not supporting them um because they just they just failed to to really meet the mark and i think now that a lot of a lot more um underwear brand or lingerie uh lingerie brands are coming out like you know rihanna's fenty savage line which i absolutely love i support that um you have airy who has um i think it's through american eagle they have a really you know inclusive brand as well and another brand called um, Third Love, who's, which is also inclusive. So you have all these inclusive brands coming up and now they're trying to, I guess, cash in. And, and now they've invited uh, some brand ambassadors like Priyanka Chopra Jonas and the soccer star, uh, Megan, oh, what's her name? Megan Raponi. Uh, oh my God, I'd probably butcher that. I say Rapino. Rapino. And then That's what um, I say. advocate uh, Paloma uh, uh, Esler and like five other, you know, LGBTQA uh, advocates and, you know, and all kinds of people, all kinds of diverse people. And now they're trying to, to fix the brand. Is it too little too late? Are women like, F y'all, we don't want to be with y'all? Like, or do you think they can revive it? Because at some point, Victoria's Secret used to be the shit. So what do you think? Um, Thoughts as a guy? I I don't know. I, don't, I guess I never followed. 
I never bought any of their merchandise. <laughs> I never. I'm, I'm not their target audience. I'm not their demographic. So I don't know if I can say if they're too late or not. You sure, you're not their demographic. I mean, they want to buy it for their women. Yeah, definitely, definitely for men to buy it for their women. But yeah, I don't. But most of it, I think, buy it for themselves for their men. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I can't say if it's too late or not. I was gonna say that. Oh, it's, it's definitely not too late. But I was like, well, wait a minute. What do I really know? <laughs> what do I really know about this Victoria's Secret? Like, I'm not. I'm not paying attention to this. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not wearing any of their products. I don't know. As a woman. I will have to say that Victoria's Secret was at one point like the brand, right? It was. But it didn't fit everybody. You know, I mean, I bought stuff from there. I'm not going to lie. I loved their pink line. Um, and that's what I supported mostly was their pink line. But I, you know, I, their bras didn't fit me. You know, I, <laughs> I have a, a big top area. And uh, a lot of their, <laughs> I'm trying to say it as classy as I can, but a lot of their bras didn't fit me. So I'm just like, you know, F it. Like, so I didn't buy bras from them. I just bought, you know, underwear, but I, I really, and, but then when other, other brands started coming out, you know, like the Rihanna's and the, and the other ones, I was like, hell yeah. You know, cause they have plus size women they have um they're they're really inclusive you know and they fit everybody and it was actually the first time that i was besides you know the target bras or whatever but it was a it was the first line that at least for me that had bras in my size that fit me comfortably maybe this can salvage their brand but i i don't want to say it's too little too late because you never know like can they can bounce back but i i don't know I, I don't see yeah I, I wouldn't say it's, it's too little too late and it doesn't hurt to try right why do you why do you think they um got rid of the angel line give me one person a regular woman that looks like an angel none none zero none i, I feel like you know i was reading the article And they said, like, getting rid of the angel line at this point won't hurt their sales because, you know, when it first started in 2001, people were watching it. People were paying attention, you know, but But over the years, there's been a severe decline. Right. People aren't watching anymore. And they realize they realize that getting rid of it doesn't really change their bottom line. The sales relatively stayed the same. And I also feel like, you know, with social media with Instagram models, there's other things for people to look at now that they, that it doesn't make Victoria's Secret stand out anymore. You know, you can see other women in, as you said, diverse shapes wearing a brand or similar brand that looks just as good. Right. You know, and that's what people want to want to see. And another thing you pointed out is that, you know, the standard of beauty is shifting. You know, they're being more inclusive, plus size women, different size women and everything like that. And more of the world wants to see that or they understand the need to to see that for for other types of women to be seen. Right. And, you know, everybody 
wants that. They're like, you know, this this person here, they deserve to be seen just as much as this person. And who are you to say no? Right. Like they never even in their in their catalogs, you know, it was always super thin white women that were that were all there. And it's like. Like, I guess in, it appeals to a certain demographic, but it's like if you're if your main audience is women, that ain't going to help you because we don't look like that. You know, um, you know, it's funny. We want to see ourselves in, in our in in our underwear line like we want to see people that look like us you know it's funny i was i was when i was uh i had a coworker once and you know like topics like this would come up about the standard of beauty or the internet and social media and you know we were talking about the standard of beauty and you know i was saying i was describing to her you know what what beauty is today according to what you see on instagram right and she was legitimately shocked she was an older woman, you know, I, she was about 60. Mm-hmm. And you know what she said to me? She said, I thought men liked it streamlined. <laughs> I was like, what? And that's when I realized, yo, like, you know how they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder? I was like, it really is true. Because probably in her youth, because like, as I said, she's, she's 60 or something like that streamline was the ideal look but i was like in today in 2021 if you look at what you see on the internet and instagram i mean the women the shapes the curves i mean it's clearly changed who are a little younger can you explain what streamline is to them they might not know i assume because i didn't understand (laughs) I, I, i was just assuming that everything was flat when she said streamline I was assuming everything was flat. I think that's what it means. Like, just. Because I, I, like, I was looking at her when she said this, and I was like, well, based on, based on what you're telling me and what you look like, I'm assuming everything is flat. Right. You know, and she kind of motioned to herself when she said that, like, streamline. And I was like, oh, okay. It seems like you believe you that. fell into that category of beauty. Right. Mind you, here's a funny thing too. She don't got a man. Mm. So I'm like, did you really believe Streamline was the standard of beauty? Did you did you really uh drink that Kool-Aid? <laughs> but it just it just really shocked me that you know she believed that, but I was like, you know what? We're from two different worlds. I might have thought that. You know, my idea of the standard of beauty is the norm more, more than likely most people agree with that. Right. But then again, if you grew up in a different time, different culture, different group of people, this is what you thought beauty was. Right. So long story short, the people at Victoria's Secret for a long time have thought this is what beauty is. And we're not going to change it because the rest of the world agrees with it. We're Victoria's Secret. We know what we're talking about. But then again, here you have the internet opening up doors for people and they're able to shift that standard of beauty. And any good business, when the product you have starts to shift, your job is to adapt. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to catch up with the times. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, Do you think that this 
new ambassadors will have will help will help them or do you think it you know people have just sort of checked out and i you know i don't like how are they gonna revamp it you know like i, I guess that's i'm curious to to see like are they gonna put use these people as as models or are they like behind the scenes making decisions like you know i'm just trying to figure it out because if you're putting like you know celebrities on on your thing again a lot of them don't look like real people either right you know so like are they just giving you um like 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 giving you information about you know what to put out there or are they going to be your your models you know so i i, I don't know I think I think like like Rome, like you know, like everything, every good thing comes to an end. Basically, like I feel like they they no longer hold that recipe to the standard of beauty. Yeah. Other people are making their own sort of recipe. They're defining their own standards, and I feel like with Victoria's Secret, it might be their time. You know, their 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 time in the sun. Right. You know, it's almost at an end. I mean, I remember even, at, you know, when they do their, their annual angel line, it was one black woman and it was always Tyra, you know, right? when she retired, it was like, okay, when the, the next, first it was, I think, was Naomi in uh, Victoria's Secret Angel? I, I don't think so. I don't think she was. I can't remember. I mean, it would make sense if she was. I, I don't think she ever was, um, but it was Tyra. And then it was like the next person, you know, after Tyra retired. And it's like, it's just one person at a time. And it's like, like, come on. And I think people just didn't watch anymore as the time sort of changed. And they realized, you know, this is not the, this, this is not the standard of beauty. The standard of beauty has changed. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with, let's be honest, Rihanna, you know, when she brought out her fancy savage line it was done it was over from her makeup to her to her underwear line to like every you know she was the first in person to to be like all-encompassing and i'm sure there were other brands out there that popped up but she was really the main first one that sort of focused on that and i know that victoria's secret has sort of been like declining before she she came up because people were sort of tired of it anyway but um, I think after they saw how successful her line was and how much people loved it and were clamoring for more, they were like, ah, oh, maybe we should try this inclusivity thing. So they just thought, you know, maybe there's something to this inclusivity thing. And they decided to go for it. Yeah, I mean, if they join in, I feel like that's, that's the end, basically. Yeah. Because what makes something special is exclusivity when you exclude people well, once you start to include everybody once you start to include everybody every size and shape and all that the idea of beauty doesn't hold much value beauty only holds value when it's like only a select few hold it then everybody has something to aspire to it doesn't work what was it right like because if you only have the one standard of beauty then everybody wants to be that but once you start to include a, every other thing then nobody feels the need to want to be that it was like well i'm i qualify it's, i don't know if that's if that's a good thing like <laughs> i just feel like is that a good thing i feel like in the end that's gonna be a bad thing 
I don't agree with you. I think, I think, I don't know, maybe it's because you're not a woman, but I feel like I need to see people who, who have my same shape and size and I need to have a line that I could, you know, fit their products and not feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm too this or I'm too that. Like, I think the brands I mean, maybe, that have been, have shifted their standard of beauty, I think they've done really well. And the ones I that mean, maybe, really have it. maybe that can happen. Maybe, maybe like if we just include everybody, everybody will feel beautiful. Yes. But I guess if you. Beautiful. Everybody needs to feel beautiful. Okay. I guess. I mean, like, it's kind of like, you know, Terrible. maybe one day the guy who, you know, is broke and the guy who makes over 100K a year, six figures, maybe one day they'll both be seen the same in, in the eyes of women. They'll be seen as the same value. Terrible. <laughs> they'll both be seen as, you know, as as high value men or something like that. They'll be equally, they'll be equally chased that equally is- wanted by women. Okay. Equally appreciated. Women want to feel like they are included in certain things. Okay. Especially if you're being marketed to us. If you're marketing to me and I can't fit your clothes, that's a problem. Right. That's true. That's a problem. So I, I think what you're talking about is completely different. Well, not really. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> as it is the it's same. The same. It's not the same. Okay. If you know, if you're not making a hundred figures, it's okay. It's all right. I'm sure there there are plenty of women in your in your bracket that will love to have you. <laughs> I you know what? Yeah, the sugar mama would probably be a good thing. Hey, you know, go for it. There's nothing wrong with having a little sugar mama. I don't I don't think it's a problem at all. Yeah, that's what I said. There's no. It's 2021. For it, you know, she'll take you out, buy you some nice things. Why not? At the least. And all you gotta do is pleasure her. There's nothing. (laughs) There's nothing. No cat women or bat women here. She gonna get a. She gonna get a thank you. All right, we're gonna go before we get into trouble. <laughs> you get into trouble. I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> we're gonna go. Oh <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode. Please make sure you check us out on our YouTube. That's where our video podcast is gonna be, um, and also you can catch the audios on different platforms: Apple, Spotify wherever you get your podcast from, please make sure you definitely support our channel on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and uh, find us on social media at the foreign lady podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And also you can email us at the foreign lady podcast at gmail.com. And also you can check out our website at the foreign lady Thank you guys again. And I uh, will see you guys next time. Bye. All right. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to The Foreign Lady. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and review to help others find the podcast too. And be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know when the latest episode drops. Join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram at The Foreign Lady Podcast. See you next time.